Hello everyone, my name is Najee Kran. I'm here with you today to discuss chapter 9 of the textbook, Unlocking English Learner's Potential. And chapter 9 highlights the importance of formative assessment for English language learners. And usually, typical classroom assessments that are held at the end of the unit is known as a summative assessment. And summative assessments are not necessarily geared towards English language learners. And these assessments are, these assessments and standardized tests were originally designed for native English speakers, which leaves English language learners in a very challenging situation where they have to not only practice a language that's foreign to them, but they have to take these assessments and expect it to do well. And if not, there's chances of them being held back or they have to go through multiple programs in order to succeed in the education system, which is not necessarily geared in their favor. And as stated earlier, the chapter heavily discusses formative assessments, which is defined as the process of monitoring student knowledge and understanding during instruction in order to give students useful feedback. This is done in a way for the most effective and beneficial results of the students and of the students' learning. And often, individuals, including educators across the country, confuse the two different types of assessments. So in short, formative assessments are held in class, they're during the lesson, and summative assessments are held at the very end of the unit and are usually at the end of class and in a form of a large test. Educators can design assessments for English language learners based off their strengths and weaknesses, taking into account what they can do really well and what they can't do really well when making these sort of assessments. And in this way, the English language learners are able to exhibit how well they know the language and content while feeling comfortable at the same time. It is also stated in the textbook that formative assessments are required for students to take under the educator's guidance. Opposed to summative assessments, formative assessments are actually integrated into the class schedule. So in a formative assessment, the teacher is first, um, like firsthand observing these students, trying to see what they know and what they don't know. And it's not necessarily graded. And the sole purpose for testing English learners with a formative assessment is mainly for the educator in order to plan a set schedule as to how these English language learners will move forward in the course. And this is a great, great, great tool when planning to see what is next for the future for these students. So the textbook highlights three steps that teachers should follow when creating a formative assessment. And step one states to articulate, construct, taught, and assess students. And here, the teacher and students together, they create goals that will help them succeed in learning criteria. And the use of rubrics is very helpful in this step. And step two states to elect evidence about English learning, 
English language learners learning. And here, the teacher, the teacher gathers the evidence to determine where the student is in relation to the desired learning goal that they have made earlier in step one. And the teacher can incorporate more open-ended questions to formulate their own sentences while making connections at the same time. So there's a lot going on in step two. And in step three, is for the teacher to interpret evidence to inform ongoing lesson or excuse me, ongoing instruction. And here, the teacher reviews gathered student work and provide necessary feedback on the student learning when best fit. So these three steps is what the textbook suggests to keep, have the educator best create a formative assessment for the student's best learning. Another important topic that was discussed in the chapter was valid, valid, val, oh my goodness, it is a tongue twister, validity. And it's an important concept when creating a formative assessment for English language learners. And validity is a lot denied as to, defined as to how accurately an answer or conclusion is made to a specific concept or idea. And when assessing English language learners, the educator should be prepared to access various levels of validity. And the question that many hold is, how can I, as an educator, ensure that formative assessments are valid for English learners of ver various proficiency levels and they answer, to answer that as stated in the textbook multiple educators are asking what are the most effective ways to include formative assessments in their classroom and the textbook highlights um, about maybe eight strategies and my although my personal favorite is being aware of the cultural biases and in this suggested strategy highlights the importance of the educator to be aware of the student's cultural backgrounds. Because many times educators just simply aren't aware of many other students' background without being recognized for that. And when including this specific content in the lesson, the educator must recognize that English language learners most likely are not aware nor to hold the knowledge of the typical American student they may know. So instead, educators are suggested to include such topics in which all students can relate to in order to receive the best results. So that is it on my chapter nine podcast. <laughs>